Build It Coach Quick Tips, Episode 29, Slow-Mo Stanley, Change Orders. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Builder Coach. I help you, the property owner, the homeowner, manage the chaos of a renovation or remodeling project so that you don't go broke, you don't lose money, experience a mental breakdown, or become victim to a failed project. The Builder Coach is specifically designed to empower you, the non-construction professional, the person that doesn't have any experience, all right, in project management, I should say. I'm your host, Dale R. Scriven, project management and design build professional. Again, a reminder, this podcast is about the nuts, the nitty gritty, the behind the scenes stuff that you don't necessarily see on TV, on your popular programs that you may, you know, visit and watch, such as HGTV or DIY. We kind of go behind the scenes. All right. We kind of double click on some of the real issues that you would face as a property owner, as a homeowner, all right? So we recognize that you need to know the P's, the process that will help that will help you avoid problems so that you can avoid being pissed and more importantly, become pocket poor. We want to avoid a catastrophe, all right? Now, if you're looking to hire a great contractor, visit buildacoach.com forward slash hire It's a fantastic resource that provides the blueprint on not how to hire a good contractor, but a great contractor. Again, welcome to today's quick tip series. Today, we will continue the mini series called Change Order Charlie's Buddies. If you haven't listened to the episode um, outlining Change Order Charlie, listen to that episode because that kind of provides the foundation of what we're talking about today. Um, Now, today, we will talk about slow mo stanley so we talked about proposal pete not in quote quincy edward the estimator disaster dave now we're going to talk about slow mo stanley now again i always love the baseline i might sound like a broken record i've said this before on the previous podcasts all right but it's very important to baseline And a lot of you are not, um, I guess, native to this business, but it's very important. All right. Contractors are running a business and they're always looking to increase their profits. No problem with that. But there are only two ways or two main ways they, they can do this. They can get more customers. All right. Or they can charge more out of their existing customers. All right. All right. Those are the two ways. All right. Now there are some challenges challenges with getting more customers, and we'll talk about that today. Because one of the one of the challenges of getting more customers is that you need the workers in order to do the work. And sometimes when you expand your workforce, the quality dips down dramatically. All right, all right. So that's the level set. All right. So today we'll talk about slow mo Stanley. All right. Now, like we just said, contractors try to expand. So contractors. You know, you'll hear it, and there's, there are different names, but um, a lot of times you'll hear that a contractor has an A, B, or C crew, all right? Almost like grading when you're in, in grade school. You may be in, um, in, in grade school right now, right? About to graduate, what have you. You could be an entrepreneur trying to flip houses, what have you, or own a home. 
But nonetheless, most of us are familiar with the ABCDF grading system. All right. So A is an excellent crew. All right. They're proven fast, efficient. Man, they are the bomb. They get it done. All right. The B crew is good. They can work a little faster, a little bit more efficient, but they'll do. The B crew is pretty good. Good. Now, there's the C crew. Average at best. When they are successful, it's shocking. It sends an injection of euphoria through the construction office. Oh man, the C crew did good on the rare occasions that they do great. All right. There's always an aspiration within the contractor's office for the C crew to become a B or an A crew. All right. That's why they're employed, not just to hang around. There's always this hope, man, I need to turn this C crew into a B or a C crew. Only if we can get them to do X, Y, and Z, they could be a better crew. All right. But most of the time their, their performance is average. But many times their performance is below average. So that being said, the C crew is slow. Most of the most of the time, not profitable for the construction company, your renovation or remodeling um, company. Right. Not profitable. All right. Many times C work, the C crew, they do a lot of rework. And that's where a lot of the money is lost. Rework. And you'll hear about that a lot as you listen to the um, Build a Coach podcast. All right. What does, why does a C um, C crew exist? Again, well, it ties into the introduction. The contractor may have a backlog of work, the work backlog, meaning work that's backed up, right? Work that's planned. I talked to a contractor literally over the weekend. He said he has a backlog that takes him into next summer. Literally, he has clients lined up for him to perform work next summer. And actually, that's a sign of a good contractor. That means they have a good track record most of the time. All right. Or it could be a reflection of the industry. Nonetheless, there's a backlog of work. Renovations are, are popular. Um, but that's the thing. When renovations get popular, talent can become an issue, right? Talent can become an issue. Training car- carpenters and skilled craftsmen are at a premium. This is something to know. Um, a while ago in our, in our country, in the United States, I'll, I'll speak, we used to invest in training programs that has now fallen by the wayside. And now we have a um, lack of skilled labor in many instances, in many industries. And the renovation and remodeling industry has not um, dodged that. Um, they are actually um, victim of the lack of investment in skilled labor. All right. So here it comes, the nitty gritty. Watch out for the C crew. And that's where Slow Mo Stanley shows up, shows up, all right? Slow Mo Stanley shows up most of the time with the C crew, all right? Now, keep this in mind. This is a thing when contractors get busy, when they know they have the C crew, they try to um, take into account that the C crew will be working on your project. And that's when prices start to go up because the contractor does not want to lose money. So your prices may increase. Just keep that in your back pocket. So many times because you have the C crew assigned to your project, you pay a premium. All right. You pay a, you, you, your quote and the contract that contract that you entered into with the contractor may be a little higher because you have the C crew. All right. The contractor is not trying to lose money. That's why a higher price was quoted. 
Now, here's where it gets ridiculous. The C crew, again, is horrible. Now, they are slow. The the C crew shows up late. They leave early. Their quality of work isn't the best, so they have to do work over and over and over again. That's called rework. Extending the time on the job and costing the company money. Right? Time is money. The estimator... All right. Now, Edward, the estimator that we talked about, they estimate a particular duration, how many people for how long on the project. That's how they come up with their estimate. All right. And slow mo Stanley kind of blows it out of the water because they're the sea crew. All right. So now the company owner is pissed because the sea crew was not profitable. The sea crew, slow mo Stanley, doesn't tell the company owner that they arrived late to your project, left early, or had to do a bunch of work, um, bunch of you know rework, work doing over and over again. In fact, now this is where it kind of brings insult to injury. Slow Mo Stanley tells the company owner that they had extra work to do, unforeseen site conditions, and that was the reason why they took longer on your project than planned. All right. Of course, right? Slow Mo Stanley's not going to tell the company owner, hey, man, I had to do a lot of rework and I didn't show up to work on time. They're going to try to blame the site conditions, blame the owner, try to blame some type of external factor why it wasn't his fault. That's Slow Mo Stanley. I've seen this person many times, all right? This is a real, real person that manifests himself slash herself in different situations many times, all right? So this is the thing. The company owner has a remarkable idea. Actually, not that remarkable if you've been listening to the Builder Coach. I'll make the owner pay for the extra time. Cha-ching! Cha-ching! Yep, we're going to start talking about change orders. All right? The company owner, to make it simple, and this is the simplest thing for the company owner to do, the company owner will use something called the total cost method. The method is simple. This is what they're going to use to try to extract more money out of your pocket. Follow me. Let's keep it real simple. All right. This is a little bit of math, but it's real simple. All right. If a project was estimated to take 10 working days, all right, 10 working days to finish your project and the labor to perform the project each day was a thousand bucks, a thousand dollars, right? And the contract, then the contractor's estimate for those 10 working days is 10,000 bucks. That's how they worked up the labor, right? All right, real simple. A thousand bucks a day, 10 days, $10,000. You get it? Great. In essence, the company owner has an actual cost of $1,000 per day. All right, very simple. So in this example, let's say that the contractor spends an extra five days on your project due to slow-mo Stanley. Guess what? If slow-mo Stanley is over on their project in labor time by five days, the contractor will try to get $5,000 out of your pocket. All right? Do you follow? If the contractor spent an extra 12 days on your project above and beyond beyond the estimate in this example, the contractor would look for $12,000. All right? This is a very crude example But this is what contractors try to do. They just simply add up their estimate and say, oh, you owe me the difference. And that was an example for um, labor. The same thing goes for materials. If the contractor estimated $30,000 in materials for your project and the contractor spends 
$37,000 on your project, $7,000 above and beyond the estimate, guess what? The contractor will try to get $7,000 and extract it out of your bank account. Again, this is called the total cost method. The total cost method is a joke. All right? A joke. It's laughable. This method does not take into account if the original estimate was good or bad, right? Edward, the estimator, could have had a bad estimate. It doesn't take into account efficiency, skill level, or the crew, or oddities of your particular project. The contractor just could have done a bad job, all right? Or just didn't estimate it properly. That's not your fault. You shouldn't have to pay for the contractor's bad estimate, especially if you had other estimates and other companies that said they could do it for a similar price. You shouldn't just have to pay for that out of the blue. All right, I think we all agree with that. All right, again, it could have been a horrible estimate. All right, you, you don't necessarily have to pay for a bad estimate. Um, but this is the deal. Um, now, you don't pay for it, then that's assuming that you didn't get into a handshake deal or sign the contractor's um, proposal. In that instance, you may be exposed because there could be some language in the contractor's proposal. Of course, there's no language in a, in a handshake deal. And then now you're into to these ambiguous arguments about what I told you, what I meant, all that stuff. Again, listen to some of our previous episodes. All right. Again, it assumes this whole total cost method. It assumes that the baseline estimate was good. All right. It, it, it just assumes too much. This is one thing. Don't let slow mo Stanley use the total cost method to rob you of your riches. All right. All right. You can absolutely have a successful renovation or remodeling project without breaking the bank. You can build that dream space or flip that house while maintaining a budget and increase the equity in your pocket. All right. So saying all that, what are the tools to combat slow mo Stanley? All right. Just got a few steps, a few tips. Number one, get a time commitment from the contractor up front. Yes. The project duration Make sure the time is integrated and stated in your contract agreement. Don't let time be a subjective constraint. Remember, your time is valuable as well. You don't want a contractor hanging out in your home for days upon weeks. If you're a house flipper, every day that you can't rent or sell the home is money. Money gone in the wind. All right. Your time is valuable, too. Make sure that a duration for the project is set up front so that can be policed and you'll be able to see some of those, um, you know, total cost method change orders coming down because you'll know if a contractor says, hey, I'll be on your project and I'll take 20 days and they're still on your project at day 40. You should know that they're probably going to be looking for some extra money, right? That's common sense. All right. Number two. When you receive your contractor's proposal, make sure that a labor and material um, price is separate. It's broken out when you're asking for pricing. That, that again, will allow you to diagnose any labor or material overages and how the contractor may be coming to you for a total cost method change order request. All right. Number three, this is important. Take daily notes. 
Document the times that the crew arrives, leaves, and any rework that is done. When you see a person do work over and over again, be vigilant by writing down the dates, times, duration of the rework, people involved, weather conditions, etc. All right. Now, if you're not present to witness the work, document how much was done every single day. This is why I request daily a daily milestone schedule from my contractor before the job starts. All right. That allows me to follow the flow of the project and verify if the contractor is on schedule. And this is kind of a little extra hint for number three. Use your security cameras to kind of verify how many people are coming to the job site. All right. Count like literally save your recordings of your um, security cameras. If you have a Nest or, you know, whatever, Vivid, whatever popular, um, you know, um, um, video recording device that you may have at your home that documents the crews. And even if you have some inside cameras, if you haven't, if if you want to invest in an inside camera, invest in one during the um, construction period, just so you can kind of document the type of work. All right. That's going on. Bonus tip. Reject. Total, co- um, total cost change order request. You should only approve change orders that per- pertain to unforeseen site conditions. Here's an example of a true unforeseen site condition. The contractor is demolishing a wall in your dining room and finds that the old electrical wiring is made from aluminum and that the existing f- um, framing is termite infested. You know, the wood studs behind the wall. They're termite infested. That would be an unforeseen site condition. Not because Slow Mo Stanley um, had the runs for two weeks and didn't complete the job because he had loose bowels. No, no, you don't want to pay for that because you look on your security camera and you see, dang, this dude is always in the bathroom. Always in the bathroom. He was sick because he drinks at night. All right. And he comes to work sick. And then his Slow Mo self, Slow Mo Stanley, wants to charge you because... You know, he happened to be an alcoholic. And I've seen this. This is, I'm not joking, people. People come in all shapes and colors. I've seen alcoholics on the job site run slow, and then the job is tanked. And then the owner wants to, the um, contractor wants to ask the owner for extra money because the person leading their job was an alcoholic, all right? No, legitimate, legitimate change orders, all right? Legitimate, unforeseen site conditions, not because people are slow and not wrapped together. All right, there you have it. This episode is a wrap. Feel good about yourself. You took the time to learn. Acting on this information gives you a fighting chance against project chaos, money loss, continuous stress, or greedy, unethical contractors. If you know someone who needs help, invite them to listen. Let's look out for one another and build a strong community of homeowners, property flippers who want a dream renovation or remodeling project. Please make sure you subscribe to Build a Coach on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. For more information, visit buildacoach.com forward slash podcast. Please, if you like what you hear at the Build a Coach, leave a review. The reviews really help grow the show and reach more people who need help. Until next time, may your dream renovation project become a reality. Please understand that every construction project is unique. Therefore, the lessons, teachings, and principles expressed in this podcast need to be tailored to your individual project. Any advice or information expressed in this podcast is intended to inform, educate, and teach. 
All advice and information is based on experience, research, and opinion.